Welcome back to the Lead a Link podcast. This is Charles. And I'm Josh. And today we, we're going to jump off on a little bit of a maybe controversial-ish yeah. topic. Um, so I'm reading a book right now, and I'll, I'll just I'll go ahead and let you know that I'm not done with it. I'm, I'm According to Kindle, I'm 24% of the way through with it. But it's called Managers Not MBAs, and it's, it's written by uh, Henry Mintzberg, who actually at one point was a professor uh, in an in, 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 in MBA school. And <clears throat> the initial premise behind this book, or, or, or so far what the argument that he is making is, is that an, an, an MBA, while it does a great job of training people in various business functions like marketing, finance, strategy, it doesn't necessarily qualify people as leaders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I I find that interesting because when when I first picked up the book, that's not really what I was expecting out of it. Okay. I I almost went for my MBA, but I decided to go for a master's in executive leadership. And the reason that I did is I began looking at the two curriculum, curricula, curricula. Yeah. Curricula. All right. Curriculums. I'm educated. (laughs) (laughs) He's got a master's folks. Got a master's. Closing in on a doctor. Hey, they said it doesn't make you a manager. Or it can make you a man. Oh, never mind. All right. So it doesn't make you logically sound either, obviously, because I have one too, and I can't make any sense. <laughs> so, so the uh, what I did is I, I I compared the courses. Right, I looked at the two different courses, and and at the time that I was making this decision, I had just promoted to sergeant, and I I kind of recognized that my organization really isn't going to prepare me fully to be a leader. Sure. Um, when I took the role of leadership, I really took it serious. I, I said, I, I want to be the best leader that I can become. And so I, I, I started on my leadership journey. That's really how I became infatuated with leadership sure. really. Yeah. And so I looked at, I, uh, somebody had suggested Liberty university because of the, the, the way you can take the courses right. They're They're online. It's online so bright, yeah. Eight weeks. Yeah. I was working night shift patrol as a sergeant at the time. So it just, everything aligned for my education to be through Liberty. Uh, they offer great tuition. Uh, and then, you know, as a, as a first responder, that, right? you, yeah. yep, you yeah. get, uh, they offer great military benefits as well. Anyway. Uh, so I looked at these two degrees side by side and I looked at the different courses and I saw on the MBA, I see, you know, finance and marketing and all that. And I'm like, well, I don't need that, right? I mean, for me at the right. time, I thought I, I thought I was going to retire in law enforcement. Right. I had no idea that I would leave uh, just you know a few years later or right. well, six years later. And then I look at the executive leadership program, and it's leading change. Mm-hmm. It's uh, leadership theory. It's every single course in the except for there was accounting for. I can't even remember what the title was, yeah. but it was it was very basics of accounting. Right. Anyway, I looked at that and I said, this is more. It'll translate better. Yeah, yeah. it'll translate yeah. better. So that was why I chose the cool. degree. Fast forward all this time, I'm reading Henry Mintzberg's Managers Not MBAs, and it's essentially saying that MBA programs 
especially for people who get their bachelor's and then they go right into the NBA, right. doesn't fully equip them to become senior executives. Yeah. Now I recognize this is a this is a little bit of a what's the word for it? Controversial topic. Sure. Yeah. And and my goal in this yeah. is not to upset anyone who has an MBA. Right. Because I know people. Now one of the things he talks about is an an executive MBA where basically you're working yeah. and you're applying your actual work experience to the MBA. And I know people who have gotten their MBA yeah. who really enjoy the experience. I just, I don't know. I just kind of wanted to riff on this a little sure. bit because I'm, like I said, I'm only 24% into the book, book. Right, yeah. But yeah. it's a very interesting thought. Well, I mean, I, I think that's, MBA is probably the most popular degree out there today as far as graduate degrees, yeah. right? Um, you can get them anywhere. You can get them online. And, and not that they're not quality. That's... But but it's uh, I think the reason and and obviously Mensberger is a is an MBA professor or was, uh, but I don't think the MBA is the only degree that has that same issue, right? Uh, if you think about from a standpoint of, of church ministry, um, you know there's there's kind of two the the I'm going to say this, and this will irritate some people, but the silver standard, because I didn't get it, of of, <laughs> of ministry, pastoral, uh, graduate degrees is called the Master of Divinity, the mm. MDiv, right? Most most seminaries, you can get an MDiv, uh, and it's typically like a 90-hour degree program, uh, and, and it's it's great, right? And then there's the the platinum standard because mm. this is what I got right. It's called the Master of Theology. <laughs> the platinum standard. Uh, the yeah. THM. Okay. Um, so we uh, actually looking at your diploma as we speak. There you yeah. go. Yeah, right. we uh, have to take 120 hours of coursework. So you're essentially doing a second bachelor's degree in Bible theology, and then you have to write a thesis when all is said and done. Those degrees are not necessarily designed to train you to lead yeah. churches or even to pastor necessarily. They're designed to teach you how to study the Bible, how to mine from it what is there. And then, you know, you take two, you're required to take two preaching classes. So you're taking out of 120 hours Six of those hours is how to take what you're learning and put it into practice, right, from from a preaching standpoint. Um, so you can very conceivably graduate from an MDiv or THM program and walk out of that, walk into a church and have absolutely no idea what to do, right? Because it's not it's not designed, and probably the MBA is not either, it's not designed to train you how to pastor necessarily – is designed to train you how to think biblically and theologically, and then there's a there's a, a bow that's tied on it that says, okay, now that you can take some of this and communicate it, hopefully, right? My fingers are crossed. Um, so that's I think that's the that's the thing, and and I would I, I've never even been I never even considered an MBA, um, but I, I would bet that it's something along the same lines. The MBA's goal is not to make you a manager or a leader. It's to give you 
next level insight into how a business's accounting works, right? Well, in uh, or whatever it is, or I don't know because yeah, well, right, and yeah. I, I've never I don't have an MBA. Sure. Uh, and in fact, <clears throat> I may now, Liberty University where I'm going yeah. for where I got my master's. They have both. They have right. the master of executive leadership yeah. and they have the MBA. So I'm not. So so, but let's let's play, let's make this more practical to your degree because I just gave my example too. Um, would your master's of executive leadership actually? Would you walk out of that and be a competent leader? Uh, you know, I, I don't know if I can answer that okay. because let me let me go back to an argument that I wanted to make, okay. and then I'll I'll I'll, I'll All right, deal. wrap deal. wrap up the both with that. Mintzberg's argument is that. You learn accounting, you learn finance, you learn all these different business functions, but without any practical experience as a leader. And we're, we're talking for the people who get their bachelor's and they right, go right into right. the MBA. Yeah. Without, without practical experience, it's difficult, especially with a degree that doesn't really focus on leadership, right. it's difficult to expect that that person is going to be able to function effectively in a C-suite role right. when they don't have exposure. Now... I, according to Mintzberg, a lot of MBA programs, I, I guess, recognized this in the 60s and began doing a lot of case studies where they would say, all right, here's a problem that existed in a business or right. a theoretical problem. Read it tonight and then tomorrow come back with an answer. Yeah. And I love case studies because in a case study, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> well, actually, no, no, no. That's, that's exactly yeah, his point. Yeah, his yeah. point is that you're teaching these individuals, these students to, because they have to come with an answer right? to, to make a decision about a problem that they never have to actually see to fruition. Yes. So <clears throat> the implementation is not there. Right. Well, his argument is that, well, then they send them off to these corporations and now they sit in an office, right. they look at a problem they make a decision, and they don't actually implement it. Yeah, yeah. I will say, circling back to the question you asked me, I think that the theory is great. Yeah. I, I enjoy learning leadership theory. For me, what made the degree really, really great is that as I was learning these concepts – I was watching myself implement them or see where I was failing yeah. in the implementation. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So for me, it was a hands-on experience. Correct. And that's one, that's one of the reasons why I love working with the programs I work with, uh, with uh, the improving performance and results. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Those programs are designed to be working with leaders who are leaders and I'm we're giving them principles and we're, we're giving practical application and they're going out and implementing it right away. Right. The Texas police chiefs association, I'm working with law enforcement leaders who are currently leaders. Right. right? And so we're taking based on your experience, here's a principle. Let's look at a case. Now we do do case sure. studies. Let's look at a case study, but I want you to use your actual experience and apply it to right. that. And I think what you also get, and this is just, Case studies can be beneficial for students, even who don't necessarily have experience, if the professor is willing to be honest, right, mm -hmm. or the teacher, 
And so it, when you're leading case studies, you have young, you know, officers or sometimes not young officers who, okay, what would you do in this situation? You know, and they start to say something you're like, boom, something else happens or, you know, they immediately reply back with something that, that frustrates that person's, you know, response. That's where you start to get into the real critical thinking and the ability to problem solve, like real problem solve. Because, you know, Murphy's Law, if it can happen, it will happen. So when you're engaging in a situation and it's like, oh man, I got the perfect solution for it. The moment you step foot into solving that problem, something else goes wrong. It is a given of like reality, right? Um, when you're doing a, a written case study on, you know, what happens if you miss a zero on your accounting report, you know, requiring you to fix it? Well, the the student who has no practical experience goes, you, you fix it, right? Right. But then it's dot, dot, dot. Fixing that zero means you have to lay off half of your workforce, right? What do you do now? <laughs> well, you ignore it. Ignoring it puts you in jail for 10 years for a fraud, right? Like, what <laughs> right. Do you, what, so what do you do now? Um <clears throat> And I think that's I think there's valid or there's value to those things when you have a professor who is willing to engage because they have the experience, right? Um, so that's what I would say on you, your on um, on that. But anyways, um, going back to I was going to make a comment on um, you know the the degrees and. Uh, you know, back in the 60s, you said, I think, according to this book, that's when they started to implement. I think know, that's what I read, yeah. And that's fine. It doesn't, that's, you know. A while ago. Yeah. Um, I do think that more and more schools recognize that being in the mix while you're learning is the most important mm-hmm. combination. Yeah, because they started doing the executive. MBA. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, and schools started doing internships, right? Part of your degree program is that you have to go and work in a yeah. role. Um, you know, doctors have to do internships and residencies. There's, there's, these things make sense, right? When you, and they make sense in the business world too. But you, you were mentioning how taking your master's degree, you were in leadership at the same time, and you just watched it. I was the same way, man. Because as soon as I got into seminary, I got a job at a church, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and everything that I was learning. I was putting into practice immediately. And it's, I was just telling one of my elders the other day, it's so funny. I've been going back and looking at my, you know, I didn't preach back then, but teach, I would teach almost weekly. And I would, I'm, I've always been a pretty, pretty much a manuscriptor. Um, Sometimes I manuscript it in bullet form. Sometimes I actually write it out kind of just like a paper. But um, man, I was just, there was fire coming out of me back then (laughs) because I was, I was absorbing in seminary during the day and at night I was writing lessons Mm. and it was just like, and it wasn't necessarily the same content, but because I was getting so much food yeah, and then I was able to then filter it through. Okay. That hits because it's good. Right. And other things it's like, okay, that, that really impacted me when the professor said that, but that's because I'm a seminary student who's preparing for the ministry. When I said that to the class that I was teaching, it kind of went over their heads or it didn't really, you know, Mm -hmm. didn't, that's because they're not tomorrow. They're going to their job at you know Raytheon or whatever. They're not thinking about you know the those things like you are. So it was nice to be able to learn how to filter through what is it that impacts me because I'm in this versus what impacts the regular person. And that's just part of the that's part of being in the mix. It, the guy who doesn't ever work while he's in seminary and is just getting that stuff. He's going to come out and be like, oh, justification, sanctification, and right. people are going to be like. What are you talking about? Right. Um, 
so it's yeah. Well, and, and so like to equate with my experience, I I think what Mintzberg was trying to argue, at least so far in the book, is that an MBA does not necessarily qualify as a shortcut to experience. Yes, right. And and and, and I I fully believe that. Yeah. Because I I know that for me. I could have learned a lot of lessons, a lot of leadership lessons by trial and error. And sure. I did. And I did. I, you know, there were a lot of things I the learned. School of hard knocks. Oh, yeah. And, right? and it exists. Yeah. <clears throat> However, having that M- or not, the, the Masters of Executive Leadership as I was getting it, I really got to hands-on apply yeah. the, these, these concepts. And I feel like I grew as a leader by leaps and bounds as I was applying it. Would that degree qualify me to be the chief of police? Right. Probably not. Um, I mean, right. Maybe more so than others. I don't. I don't know. But yeah. but I wouldn't say that getting that degree puts me in the executive office just because I have it. I think some students may expect that that's the result of the degree. Yeah. But kind of another interesting point <laughs> that that. Mintzberg made so far in the text is that, uh, you know, these schools, uh, the, the MBA degree is very segmented, right? You know, the finance, accounting, marketing, all these different things. Right. And because I think there's been some sort of recognition that leadership does matter and needs to be included in, in the degree program, then you start seeing leadership courses. Yeah. But it's still segmented. As you have accounting over here, you've got finance over here, and you've got leadership over here. Yeah. When, and this is his argument, and I, but I, I tend to agree with it, that leadership should encompass all of it. Mm-hmm. It should just, really be leadership in accounting. Yeah. Leadership in finance. Leadership in whatever. Because um, I, I think you know, there's a lot of technical roles out there. We've been using the accounting finance kind of idea, but I'm sure there's a lot more business than that. I mean, you've got, well, I don't know. I've never been in business, but. I'm, um, I'm, I don't mean I don't have an MBA, so yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I should have printed out. But it doesn't really yeah. matter. I mean, it's yeah. it, this this is not just about MBAs. This is about does a degree qualify you to lead, period, right? Does, it, does an advanced degree, an MBA just happens to be the most common one that, you know, that most most people who work, the degree of choice for them is going to be an MBA. That's I think that's a fair assessment, right? Um, is that qualifying you to be a leader in your organization? And the answer is probably not. The degree in and of itself does not, right? I, I just um, don't think it's a substitute yeah. for experience. Yeah. And, and you you know not everybody who goes through that. Some people will it will right. Um, some people have an innate leadership capacity and ability that they can then take that specific knowledge they're learning from a degree and, and implement it quickly. Um, and, and there are certain people, I've, I've always found this to be true, there are certain people who learn wisdom through what they absorb rather than what they go through, right? Um, and I think all of us, there are certain areas where that's true, right? Mm-hmm. Um I did not have to learn that the fajita pan was hot because I saw it steaming when it came out. Mm, right. Yeah. I, and I realized don't touch that. It's a very interesting <clears throat> example, but yeah. 
Um, that's just what I was thinking of, right? <laughs> I was going to say the the hot pan, but but I, I've touched a hot pan, right? Too many times. Um, but but I don't need a an instruction on that. I don't need I just I, I absorb it, right? Some people are, are able to do that um, in leadership roles, and then some people have to be experienced. Some people have to touch the fajita pan and go, "It's hot," right? Um, but so so school is good in no sense. School is good for some and not for others. Um, not that I would avoid school, but degrees are not. They're not necessarily the end all be all. Yeah. And and it's I, just another tool in your belt. Yes. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's not the belt itself. It's just an interesting thought. You know, I I, I don't know. I, I hope we didn't piss too many people off with this episode, but yeah. Uh, I mean, I think ultimately from a, you know, to weave this back into what we're all about, which is leadership. Like if you're a leader in an organization, the, the MBA is awesome. Like to, to get your MBA is, is a, is a, is a noble goal and it's a great thing to have accomplished. And it, it, it shows a little bit of perseverance, right? Especially something like an executive MBA, because what you see on their resume is that I can balance work and, work and yeah. life and yeah. school. I mean, I guess depending, you know, you, probably, you may not see their GPA, so but it doesn't really matter. Doesn't matter. You, you've, you've yeah. got the degree. That's you know. Um, I'm so glad nobody's ever checked my GPAs. <laughs> I mean, they were great, but uh, anyways, yeah. I think as a leader, you see that, and you you can. There's some things that there's some markers you can note out of that that will help you assess a candidate or an employee, but it does not necessitate their ability, right? Um, just because if you have two candidates that are that are you see, and just because one has an MBA does not mean promote that one to leadership, right? I would never assess someone's leadership capacity based on their degrees. I would assess it on their work, right? How they how they've related in the organization. You would, so, but but organizations sometimes do. No, hundred percent. That's yeah. what I'm saying. As leaders, yeah. we can't we can't think that way. If we want to be the most effective in our organizations and in our businesses. That can't be the way we think because degrees don't mean uh, they they mean something, but they don't mean that, right? So, as a leader, if if we're if we're wrapping the bow on this as LeaderLink podcast, what's the principle we get out of this whole riff on MBAs, THMs, MDivs, yada yada yada? Evaluate people based on what you know of their character, their competency, and their chemistry, not on their CV, right? And experience matters, but there's no shortcut. Right. You know, you, yeah. you, you have to develop experience yeah. Yeah. And, and, right. and and I think the MBA can can help with that, yeah. but it's it's not necessarily right. a shortcut. Right. Yeah. Just like anything else, man, it gives you more categories to think through. Yep. All right. Well, thanks for joining us on this week's edition of the Leader Link Podcast, and we'll see you next time. Hey, thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Leader Link Podcast. If you like what you heard, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And we want to know what you want to hear about when it comes to leadership. You can leave us a comment or send an email to info at jcleadershipconsulting.com. And we'll see you next time.